0: laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary forward with by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
1: Welcome back to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and today this is take two of the pre-match bulletin for the Blackburn Rovers game. We are back into the normal studio. Anyone who is checking in with us, Make sure that we've got the audio and the visuals right. Let me know, I'm sure you will, if it's not good enough because that's what happened when I tried it in another room and um, technical issues. I've been away for a week, so dived straight in, feet first. I was I was actually saying the last time we played Blackburn at home, it was at Hamden Park. It was Fergus McCann's first full season um, at the helm. All good, Paul. I'll tell you what, that's great to hear because, William, I hate technical issues it needs to be perfect or I won't bother doing it so we're good to go we want to get you all involved I'm on the match day bulletins myself so let's get the uh, views of all the viewers up and let's have a wee look at our return to paradise VDX and happy game day boys and girls absolutely um, and here we go Dermot Celtic Rabito. Take two, hail, hail. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Take two. I thought you meant take two of Blackburn. Take two. From time to time, I will be doing straight to camera. This is going to be a really brief preview. Yeah, Cookaburra, I had it all set up. And like a lot of good plans, it all went breasts up, uh, belly up, whatever you want to say. Let's have a look at the Celtic starting 11. I'm sure you've already seen it. It's heart and goals. Juranovic at right back with Karnavikers and Welsh in the centre of defence. At left back, we've got Taylor. We've got McGregor. O'Reilly and Turnbull in the midfield. Up top, Abada, Jota and Kyogo. Over the last week I've had a lot of time uh, to reflect on Celtic's start to the season and um, I've actually been wondering what is your best 11? Is there such a thing in Angie's mind as a best starting 11? Um, or is he pre- approaching certain games with uh, um, you know the opposition in mind? So I'll, I'm going to be running through some of the players I've mentioned here. Um, here we go. Scottish Van Driver. Hi Paul. How's you today? Mate, I'm absolutely fine. I didn't I don't get flustered when the technical side of things d- doesn't go well. Um although Uh, Obviously, it was a mad rush to get back into the studio. And yes, as you've said before, it's going to be a very brief preview. This is a straight-to-camera match day preview. We're going to be back at half-time. We're going to be back at full-time. And the idea behind this is to get as many of you involved as possible. Thank you very much for your feedback, Ryan Kelly. We are in the studio. We're linked up to um, the studio equipment. Everything should be fine. And um, obviously... um, how bad is Starfelt's injury by the way that's the thing Stevie we've seen him uh, obviously training over the pre-season as well and we hope he is back ASAP because there is no doubt uh, a massive part of last season's success was the partnership of Cameron Carter-Vickers and Carl Starfelt as well Um, you might see me scrunching my eyes up, my eyesight is that bad but I'm going to be trying to bring up as many of you as possible Um, here we go Ole, PJ flying solo. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with flying solos from time to time, Stevie. What we do during the week, obviously, at half past 12, we have the bulletin. We look back on 24 hours of Celtic, everything Celtic related, and we have a panel of 18, a massive variety of views. You could essentially talk about the same subject every single day and get a completely different view because the panel changes from Monday through to Friday. The match days I will be covering initially from the studio. If we can figure out a better way of doing that closer to the stadium, then we will do but I'm quite happy sitting here and uh, watching the game I'd much rather be at it of course um, because that is what it's all about getting back to paradise today Um, and we need to look at the aspirations as well of uh, Celtic leading into the new season because the Zhiranovic story broke um, some time ago and it was just after we had done a bulletin, basically saying this is going to be the first time in five seasons that we don't sell one of our major assets. Um, someone brought up, who did we sell in the nine in a row, going for the 10 in a row season? Well, we sold Frimpong, didn't we? We sold Frimpong for £11.5 million. Um, so that he was a major asset. He was a big player. Um, and we sold him before the turn of the the year, so I think that um, every season we've sold. This could be the first where we haven't. Obviously, last season we sold Edward, Christie, and Ayer. So we ran the podcast saying, "You know, this is going to be a change in direction for Celtic. We're not going to sell any of our big assets." And that very day. Uh, Fabrizio Romano runs a story that Ziranovic, um has got interest from Atletico Madrid absolutely no surprise because of the way he has fitted in uh, both at Celtic and also the way he's developing and progressing on the international stage as well um, and you know Romano versus Dykes I think most people believed that Romano was correct in that respect Um, since then Djuranovic has spoken about the interest Uh, it looks as though he's committed to Celtic but what I found very interesting about his quotes was the fact that he mentioned the Champions League he mentioned the fact Celtic were a big club And what we've got into the habit of doing uh, over a period of time is when we speak about getting into the Champions League, we speak about the bounty 35 million, 40 million. It's it's almost like, you know, as soon as you mention the Champions League, you talk about the riches. And I understand why, because for a club like Celtic, it's a huge income stream when you look at um, how poor the Scottish game pays out when it comes to prize money. Um, something like the Champions League just takes you on a completely different level to everybody else in the Scottish game, and um, we we have fallen into the habit at, on Axon and and you know elsewhere about just talking about Champions League and talking about the money. But there's a lot of other aspects that makes Champions League essential for a club like Celtic, and I think some of them were covered in Juranovic's uh, very brief quotes when he's talking about Celtic being a big club, he's talking about being on that platform now I'm not going to say that you'll be able to keep players like Van Dijk and Moussa Dembele uh, forever, that's not going to happen even our homegrown players such as Kieran Tierney um, have flown the nest it's not going to happen but what it may do is it may keep them at the club longer and it may allow us under a manager like Ange Bostokoglu to build something special over a period of four or five seasons Um, I suggested that a few weeks back and some of the comments were, you know, we're a selling club, we've got this um, model of bringing a player in relatively cheaply, selling them on for massive profits within a three-year period and I totally get that but you add the Champions League prestige into the mix and everything uh, is taken to a completely different level. Thank you everybody for getting involved and um, If anyone has an update actually on Stevie's query, how bad is Starfelt's injury, then let us know. It's great to get everybody involved and this is like the old days at uh, a Celtic state of mind where we first started and it was me and all you um, just basically chewing the fat about Celtic. Brown Warrior is bringing up this will be shorter than Marvin Comper's Celtic career poll. You're right because that only lasted, was it 20 minutes? Um, And this is going to be a 15 minute bulletin. It was meant to be the normal 30 minutes, but there were some gremlins in the tank and I'd much rather just scrap it and go live with better quality. And that's exactly what we've done. If you haven't subscribed to A Celtic State of Mind, get onto our YouTube channel. A Celtic State of Mind, of course, is part of the wider State of Mind um, outlet on YouTube. Get subscribing. 19,000 of you are subscribing over there. On Facebook, I think we're up to about 18,000, 16,000 on Twitter. Uh, Follow what we do, as well as the Celtic content. We love a bit of music. We love a bit of movies and all that kind of stuff. But we'll keep the Celtic chat on today's uh, bulletin because... We don't have much time due to my technical inabilities. Um, let's have a wee look at the bench as well. We've got Scott Bain, uh, Seagrist. Uh, we've also got Oliver Yemi. I would love to see him uh, starring at some stage in the pre-season actually. Highly rated 19-year-old. We've got Julian, who is quite clearly a third choice centre-half at the moment because Welsh has been given the nod. What's your thoughts on that? Is Julian a third choice? Does he have a future at Celtic? We've also got James McCarthy who I think has looked pretty lean since we came back for the pre-season. We've got Mikey Johnson who's been putting in the extra training sessions and he was pretty impressive in a couple of the games. As well, Idiguchi looking forward to seeing loads more of Idiguchi this season. Um, we've got Kenny, not John Joe. We have um, Kenny who I think in his 1st uh Appearance for Celtic uh, Was looking for a hat-trick In the first half He has not put a foot wrong yet Want to see more of him Uh, We've got Burnaby Who I think In the last game Against Bannic or Strava Finally looked As though he was comfortable Playing in the inverted Full-back role Um, It's obviously Going to take a wee while For players to adapt to that But I thought That was the first indication That we've got a player Who can fit in Um, Although I I would say At this moment in time Taylor is the first choice Until um, form or injury or otherwise we've got Uragide he's a player who has played a full game in the preseason, season and who I'm not sure um, where he fits in I've got to be honest so you know, a lot of people have said that he's a, a solid big player with all the raw materials required for a defender I'm not so sure because when you're playing for Ange the coglus team you spend a lot of time on the ball, you need to be comfortable on that ball, sometimes you even go for a run with that, you're passing, your distribution has to be spot on, I think is all about winning uh, tackles and headers, uh, muscling players out etc, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets a loan deal because I know that the, the move to Belgium broke down uh, due to the the financial element of that Maeda who is starting on the bench I'm looking forward to seeing version two of Maeda he's telling us that uh, he was he was tired and and slower than normal last season so I'm looking forward to seeing that 100% Maeda we've got James A. Forrest his new contract uh, divided opinion I was on the side of give him the new contract I'll be looking forward to seeing what part he plays but he's certainly going to be playing second fiddle to Lee Labada who had a sensational first season in a Celtic jersey uh, I think Boston Lowell has been, or is it Lowell or are we just getting used to using the name Lawell uh, Boston Lawell who was signed from Watford I think has done himself absolutely no harm in this pre-season I'd like to see him tested against uh, solid opposition as well uh, we've got Tony Ralston, he was handed the captain's armband and that was spoken about at the end of the week uh, on the Axon Bulletin as well and uh, I think the success story of Tony Ralston uh, is a shining example for any of the young players coming through and of course the final player on that bench is a young player coming through in Rocco Vata. We rate him very highly, and I think that um, you know he's he's in good hands. When you look at the fact that uh, his father Rudy has spent some time. Post-playing career as an agent and he's a very shrewd man and uh, he obviously has Celtic at heart and I think that will work well for us because Vata is undoubtedly a huge talent. Let's throw over to you guys and girls. Welcome back from Brisbane. Uh, Love to hear where you're actually listening from because I was listening last week from uh, up north. And that's why you didn't see me for a full week. That's the first time that's happened since Axom started five years ago. So there we go. And we've got Tom Hunter coming in. I think we need another solid defender, i.e. Ben Davis. I do think we need a centre-half. I think the, the injury to Carl Starfelt has shown that as soon as you lose Carter Vickers or Starfelt, the drop to the next choice, be that Julian or Welsh, at this moment in time is quite a big drop. And, I mean, people might disagree. People might say to me that Julian's a good enough backup. I'm a fan of Welsh, but I do think that there's a a standard set by Cattervickers and Starfelt that we don't get from our second or even third choices. So, yes, I agree, Tam, that we need to get another centre-half in. We've got Brian O'Neill... there's a good chance Brian O'Neill played in the last game that we played against Blackburn Rovers actually. I need to check the wiki. PJ, we have our best 17 or 18 different options for different games. That is what I'm starting to see with Ange Postacoglu. I could give you what I think is our best start eleven, generally based on individual players. But as you're saying, Brian, when we come up against specific opposition, I'm sure Ange will be mixing and matching. Uh, there are some constants in there and I think that even with Seagrass coming. I think Joe Hart's a constant. I think the two centre halves, when fit, will always play in Catra and, and Starfelt. I think Callum McGregor is the same. But, you know, last season there was a point where you would never a. Um, ...suggested for a moment that Kyogu wouldn't start... ...but then Yakamakis comes in... ...completely different player... Um, ...and I think that we saw that... ...in the February victory against Rangers... ...when Yakamakis had every single one... ...of those Rangers defenders on toast... ...they, they were playing with a bit of a fear... Uh, he was breathing down he, you know he didn't get much of the ball but it was all about his work off the ball and I think there are certain games where he's going to get the nod over even Kyogo and I, I, I was very interested to read Kyogo, Kyogo's comments in relation to um, his aspirations for being the top goal scorer in Scotland uh, uh, because there is a a school of thought that would suggest that you're know, a wee message to Yakamakis because he was the top goal scorer in Scotland, um, and I think it's brilliant competition. It's really healthy to have that up top. Um, again, though, I've got to say, and I know that Maeda and Abad, I'm keeping an eye on the time so everybody can get the kickoff. I know that they guys can play up top as well, and we've got young Kenny um, who's shown up well in the pre-season. I still think we need another striker. I would not be surprised if we brought in another striker as well. I keep going back to the Boxing Day game at Perth whereby, you know, a couple of injuries and we're playing Joey Dawson up top which wasn't ideal when we were in a position where we could not afford to drop a single point between that period of the the, the season and the end of the season as well. Let us know your thoughts. Um some some names that are familiar to us are coming through which is great Um, who remembers the game the last time we played Blackburn Rovers at Hampden Park it was my first season ticket and uh, here we go we've got you and Boy Martin coming in Good wee holiday PJD, yeah it was a nice break but obviously I was um, online every single day making sure that everything was running smoothly in the world of Axom as well, as you do, you've got to do that haven't you, um, so we're nearing kick-off time, I would love to be at the game, unfortunately that's not the case because we are here covering the game as well, what are your score predictions for today? We've got uh, Daza coming in saying 4 nothing Celtic. I like the confidence why not we have been scoring uh, quite freely and I think that uh, there will be goals in today's game as well is it a concern for you that we'd, we shipped five goals in the last two games is that a concern or can we say you know what we're not playing our first choice centre half partnership we're getting uh, all the rustiness out of our legs and if you're going to lose five goals let's do it in pre-season it's half past I've got to apologise for the false start. Let's forget all about that. Let's look at the last 15 minutes and say, you know what, that was excellent contributions from everybody who got involved. Let's have more of that at half time. We've got a few predictions, they're all positive. Thank you every single one of you for getting involved today. Enjoy the game and I'll see you at half time. Thanks for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?